Today is uh, 15 January. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. The rise of spying cows. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we got some news from Israel, but before I give my news from Israel, I'd like to acknowledge that my daughter walked in. She just came down from New York, and uh, so she's here, my wonderful daughter, Tangerine, and uh, I haven't seen her in a while, and she's going to be here till the 22nd? 25th. 25th. Oh, no. That's too long. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, this, is, this is her birthday week, and so we're very happy to have her here. Welcome, Tangerine. All right, let's see here. From the Times of Israel, Israeli, speaking of my mother, there she is coming in right now. Um, Israeli quantum communication nanosatellite launched into orbit by SpaceX rocket. Now, this is something I talked about a year ago when they were making this, and they have now put it up in space. A new nanosatellite developed by Tel Aviv University was launched into orbit by SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. The 7.9-inch, it's a teeny little thing, nanosatellite named Tau Sat 3, that sounds like something from Star Trek, the Tau Sat 3 is the first Israeli satellite built to advance research into optical and quantum communication from space and an important step towards demonstrating reliable quantum communication. Quantum communication is a field of technology that seeks to enable the fast and secure transfer of communication for files and data and aims to make info security totally impervious to unauthorized access in a world haunted by constant hacking threats. Professor Yaron Oz head of Tau's Center for Quantum Science and Technology, pointed out that as the emergence of quantum computers is expected to crack today's encryption algorithms, exposing data such as personal medical and financial records, email and WhatsApp messages, governments around the world are investing millions in the research of eavesdropping proof quantum communication. Quantum computing harnesses quantum mechanics to quickly solve problems that are too complex for classical computers by processing vast amounts of data. The principles of quantum mechanics enable an unconditionally secure encryption method. Whenever a hostile entity tries to intercept a transmitted message, the message immediately dissipates. Moreover, the interception attempt is detected unlike current encryption methods in which interceptions remain undetectable. You don't know if you're being hacked or not, but this detects it immediately. At an altitude of 342 miles, the Tau Sat 3 will orbit the Earth for about five years to conduct several scientific missions while sending optical and radio communication signals back to an optical ground station set upon the roof of a building at the Tau campus. This is the first optical ground station in Israel and one of very few worldwide that can look into, track, and collect data from a nanosatellite, which viewed from Earth is smaller than a single pixel. It's so small that you can't even see this thing, and yet they're able to communicate with it. It's rather amazing. From the Times of Israel, Netanyahu says he'll revert 
to openly opposing Iran deal names his security cabinet. If you haven't been paying attention, and I'm not going to talk a lot about the government, but uh, Netanyahu has his government established. There's a lot of people in the world that are very concerned about it. They think that he's going to take it over and he's going to ruin the democracy and on and on and on. One of the things he is doing is he is uh, uh, limiting the judiciary, something I wish that we could do here in certain areas. But um, he's doing that. They're freaking out about it. We'll see where that goes. But um, And I may talk about that more next week. But right now, he is um, one of the first things that he came up with earlier or later last week was I am going to work against anything dealing with Iran. Prime Minister Netanyahu said that he would change Israel's strategy toward countering Iranian nuclear ambitions, promising to bring the fight back to the court of public opinion. We will work openly from a position of strength and the international arena against a return to the nuclear agreement, Netanyahu said not only in talks with leaders behind closed doors, but strongly and openly in the sphere of global opinion, which is now aware of the true dangers posed by Iran, the Iranian regime that is killing innocent citizens in and outside of Iran. Times of Israel. A weekend, Netanyahu government already at odds with Biden administration. Of course, with that, just days into its mandate, which once again was later last week, a far-right member of Netanyahu's hard-right cabinet riled U.S. diplomats as well as Israel's regional allies with a visit to a Jerusalem holy site that some believe may be a harbinger of other contentious moves, including vast expansions of Jewish settlement construction in the West Bank and Netanyahu's government adopted punitive measures against the Palestinians that run in direct opposition to several recent Biden moves to boost U.S.-Palestinian relations, including restoring assistance to the PA that had been cut during the Trump admin and allowing Palestinian officials to visit the U.S. Trump held the line on that. He had nothing to do with the PA, and Biden is undoing all of that. Unfortunately, some of what he is doing is illegal. He will not be held account to it, I doubt, but it's illegal because he's sending money back to the Palestinian Authority who has the pay-to-slay policy. And by sending money to them, they can just take that money and put it in a different account and pay the people that are killing the Jews. So uh, it is not really a legal thing he's doing. A legal, not illegal, a legal thing he's doing. The new government is an unwelcome complication for a Biden national security team seeking to shift attention away from the Middle East and toward rivals like China and Russia. It also comes as Republicans take control of the House of Representatives and are eager to cast Biden as unfriendly to Israel ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Well, with the way the past week has been going, there may not be a Biden in the 2024 election. He may be in prison, which is exactly where that person belongs. We have some news concerning Christianity now. From the, Does anybody know what I'm talking about? All of the files that he yeah, had in his garage? And they're trying to say that what Trump did is, you know, worse than what he did. Not even close. Trump was the president of the United States. He can uh, take anything he wants and he can declassify it. That is his prerogative. That's what he did. He did nothing wrong. Biden was the vice president of the United States. He had secret, top secret, classified information in his garage that was owned, anybody? By Hunter Biden, not by him, okay? 
Hunter Biden's been profiting for years off of the Chinese. There is no doubt. You know what I would hope? Now, somebody probably went in there with a, a rag and some, uh, uh, you know, Windex or something and wiped it all off. But I will bet that Hunter's personal fingerprints were all over those documents. That's just a guess, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it could be that they just want to get rid of the guy. And this is one of the things, one of the ways of doing it is to get him out of office because they know that he's just damaged. But the alternative is that we have somebody else to replace him. And unless they get rid of her as well, they're going to have the same disaster. So anyway, from the Christian Post, Twitter reinstates Christian Post after nine month suspension. Good. Our Twitter account has just been reinstated after a nine-month suspension because we correctly called Biden official Rachel Levine a man, and we refused to retract this. CP editors announced in a series of tweets, as journalists, we understand our ethical obligation to provide accuracy over narrative and truth over opinion. Calling a man a man is a scientific truth, not opinion. Editorializing facts is called commentary, opinion, or in some cases, dishonesty. On March 20th of 2022, the social media giant notified the Christian News publication that the tweet violated its policy against what it deemed hateful conduct and had articles. USA Today names Rachel Levine a man among its woman of the year. CP's March 16th tweet read, and they didn't like that. And they banned them. Well, Elon Musk is now back in charge or is now in charge of Twitter. And you can go there and you can post exactly what you want the way it was not too long ago, right before the COVID thing. And all of a sudden, everything started to change. Well, now you can post all you want all day long. If you don't believe that, go look at my Twitter account in the past two days. You'll say, I can't believe they're allowing that. From Fox, first genderqueer priest in the Church of England. Now, somebody had to ordain this guy. Expresses desire for normalizing identity among children in the Church of England. Not that it's a great bastion of, you know, piety and great Jesus theology, but still. A non-binary, genderqueer, Anglican priest in the United Kingdom is on record claiming to use the clerical position in hopes of normalizing such behavior among children. I tried to get in, not just in my religious work, but outside it, with the local secular LGBT youth groups, said Reverend Bingo Allison, a COE priest in the Diocese of Liverpool who identifies as genderqueer and uses they, them pronouns. Now, this is a priest in the Church of England. One of the biggest things is just being a visual representation in my community and going into schools, doing assemblies and making a huge difference in normalizing it for children. When I'm wearing my collar, it lets children know that it is okay and that there is a place in church and outside world for people like me. Allison, who claims to be the first non-binary genderqueer priest in England's established church, also claimed to have discovered a biblical basis for gender fluidity during a late-night reading of Genesis 1.27, which recounts how God created humans, male and female. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. 
reads the verse, which Allison maintained expresses maleness to femaleness instead of men and women. Allison described the revelation as a deepening spiritual experience by which God was guiding me into this new truth about myself. A third-generation priest and father of three who was ordained at Liverpool Cathedral in 2020, Allison claimed to have grown up in a household that was strongly religious but believed homosexuality and transgender behavior to be a sinful thing. Imagine dad right now. Imagine him. That's my son. But after learning the term genderqueer about seven years ago, Allison said everything suddenly clicked. It was a lot harder than I thought having come out to myself and then remain in the closet, Allison said. There were definitely lots of times before when I kind of questioned my identity, but growing up in a more conservative form of Christianity meant that it was just so far beyond my imagination. Well, this guy's going to have to face a holy God someday. That's all I can say. Got some news from the Mideast and Africa from CNN. A single Iranian attack drone found to contain parts from more than a dozen U.S. companies. Of the 52 components Ukrainians removed from the Iranian Shahad-136 drone, 40 appear to have been manufactured by 13 different American companies. The remaining 12 components were manufactured by companies in Canada, Switzerland, Japan, Taiwan, and China. The options for combating the issue are limited. The U.S. has, for years, imposed tough export control restrictions and sanctions to prevent Iran from obtaining high-end materials. Now, U.S. officials are looking at enhanced enforcement of those sanctions, encouraging companies to better monitor their own supply chains, and perhaps most importantly, trying to identify the third-party distributors taking these products and reselling them to bad actors. Well, the fact is that Biden has done absolutely nothing except enable this for the past two years, so it's not surprising at all. From the Jerusalem Post, Palestinians accuse Israel of training spy cows. Yeah, Palestinian villager encountered Israeli cattle and fabricated a story about how Israel has been secretly training the cattle to spy on Palestinians. <laughs> Citing the official Palestinian Authority daily news outlet Al Hayat Al Jadida, these are recruited and trained cattle. Now, this is actually in their publication over there. Palestinian villager Rashid Morar reportedly told the Daily. On the neck of each cow, they hang a medallion with an eavesdropping and recording device on it and sometimes cameras in order to monitor every detail in Kerbat Yanun, large and small. He also reportedly claimed that settlers release herds of wild boars as a way to destroy any and all Palestinian crops. Well, there is a biblical precedent for that when Samson took 300 foxes and tied their tails together and set them on fire and led them into a field, but I don't think the Jews are doing that with wild boars, okay? The settlers' crimes are diversifying and becoming sophisticated, and the means they employ in their war are unlimited, starting with direct acts of murder and ending with incidents of car ramming on the roads. This sounds like the Palestinians, not the Jews, okay? Starting with burning agricultural crops, which is what they do, uprooting trees and stripping lands and ending with releasing boars towards the farmer's lands. Everything that they are doing, they're projecting on Israel. Times of Israel. Iran claims celebrity chef who posted Cutlet's video on Soleimani killing anniversary. This guy is a cook. He's a chef like one of these people, Rachel, whatever, that cooks in front of you on TV. Okay, he made cutlets one day and he's now in prison for it. 
um, Nawab Ibrahimi was arrested in Tehran and taken to the city's Evin prison. No reason was given for the arrest of Ibrahimi, who had some 2.7 million followers on Instagram, enjoying his slicky produced videos showing how to produce classic Persian dishes without pain. But social media users said the arrest coincided with him posting a recipe to make Persian cutlets on the day the Iranian authorities marked the third anniversary of the killing by the U.S. of Revolutionary Guards General Qasim Soleimani. Some Iranians opposed to the regime have made a habit of posting images of cutlets on the anniversary of his death because of the way he died. He got exploded into a billion pieces. Okay, Ibrahimi's Instagram account is no longer accessible. This guy's probably going to be hung for cooking. From the Times of Israel. Oman once thought to be the next Abraham Accord signer, which is something I'd even talked about, criminalizes ties with Israel. Oh, how times change. Just a few years ago, Oman was expected to be next in line after Morocco, Sudan, Bahrain, and the UAE to sign on to the Abraham Accords normalization agreements with Israel. On Friday, last week, the country's parliament voted to criminalize any relations or interactions with the Zionist entity. They can't even send an email to each other anymore. The new law seems to be broadly applied. The Sultanate was, for a long time, closer to Israel than other states in the region. Oman never took part in any war with the Jewish state and established unofficial trade relations with Israel in the early 2000s. Sultan Qaboos, who was the longest reigning ruler of the Mideast's oldest independent state, died in 2020 with no heirs. This is why this went south. Rulership passed to his cousin, Haitham bin Tariq, though Sultan Haitham, upon his inauguration, announced that he would follow in his predecessor's peacemaking footsteps, he has moved closer to Iran, which funds terror groups throughout the region. While Saudi Arabia opened its airspace for Israeli flights earlier this year, Oman has held out on opening its own, blocking the most direct route for some flights from Israel to Asia. In doing so, Oman has received pressure from Biden's admin to open its skies. However, the developments al-Hariti is referring to in his statement could include the rise of Israel's new right-wing, far-right, and religious government, which has already provoked anger well beyond the Middle East. So, for whatever reason, this new guy has broken off something that Israel has had for many years behind the scenes and eventually came out in the open just a couple years ago, and now it's all gone. Okay, I got something interesting from Mongolia. From Xinhua, Mongolia to exempt 34 countries from visa requirements to promote tourism. So if you want to go to Mongolia and if you're in one of these countries, guess what? You get to go without a visa. These countries include 32 European countries such as Austria, Belgium, Hungary, France, and Denmark, as well as Australia and New Zealand. We've got people online watching from several of those countries right now. And so uh, if you want to go, get your uh, bags ready and just get on a plane and fly. As a result, the number of visa-free travel countries to Mongolia has reached 61. The Mongolian government has also decided to declare 2023 and 2024 as years to visit Mongolia. The Asian country has set itself a goal of welcoming 1 million foreign tourists and earning a billion U.S. dollars from tourism by next year. 
Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. Let's see what we got here. This is kind of cool. Has anybody ever had to be on hold for like an hour with your Frontier or Verizon or somebody? And you, Okay, somebody has developed a way of getting around that, okay? This is from Vice. Researcher deep fakes his voice, uses AI to demand refund from Wells Fargo. Then going to put him on hold for an hour and a half. Well, he says, I can play that game too. Why stay on the line with the bank for 10, 20, 30 minutes when an AI-driven bot could waste that time for you? That's what a new tool from Do Not Pay promises. Do Not Pay is an organization that has previously automated all manner of things from fighting parking tickets to easily cancel unwarranted subscriptions. They find out how to make your life easy. And if you subscribe to them, they can make your life easier. In a video uploaded to Twitter, Do Not Pay co-founder Joshua Browder showed the tool calling Wells Fargo customer support. He's not calling them. His tool is. And using an AI-generated version of his own voice to overturn wire fees. We plan on making the tool publicly available with a range of generic custom voices, but to have the user's own voice, it will be a premium option. Hi, I'm calling to get a refund for wire transfer fees, the fake Browder says around halfway through the clip. The customer support worker then asks for the caller's first name and last name, which the bot dutifully provides. For a while, the bot and the worker spar back and forth on which wire transfer fees the bot is calling about. Before settling on the fees for the past three months, in a tweet, Browder said the tool was built from a combination of Resemble AI, a site that lets users create their own AI voices, and GPTJ, an open source causal language modal, and Do Not Pay's own AI models for the script. Do Not Pay has previously used AI-powered bots to negotiate Comcast bills. That would be a real challenge. I got to tell you, that is frustrating with those folks. The conversation from this latest bot is very unnatural. There are long pauses where the bot processes what the customer support worker has said, and it works on its response. You can't help feel bad for the Wells Fargo worker who had to sit silently while the bot slowly did its thing. But in this case, the bot was effective and did manage to secure the refunds, judging by the video. Wells Fargo did not immediately respond to a request for comment. At least the bot said, thank you for your help. Very cool. So you don't even have to do it. You just dial the number, let the bot talk, and you, you don't have to do anything anymore. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From MSN. Bodies pile up in China as COVID surge overwhelms crematoriums. NDT, world health scientists call on China to reveal real COVID-19 death numbers. New York Post, this is because they have isolated themselves for the past two years. They are now reaping the benefits of that. If they had just allowed herd immunity to come in, they wouldn't have these problems right now. But they are having a giant problem over there. Okay, remember when China built this wall all around them and they went into isolation for a thousand years and they were like the backwater of the universe? They did this medically too. New York Post, at least 70% of Shanghai's 25 million residents infected with COVID, Dr. Fears. Yahoo, so many people are dying from COVID in China that a crematorium is giving families five to 10 minute slots to mourn victims. 
Mail Online. Chinese families start burning bodies of their loved ones in the streets amid COVID explosion as corpses pile up in crematoriums and funeral homes. They got photos of them all over the place. Gateway Pundit. Japanese doctors investigate the link between COVID vaccine and deaths. Gateway Pundit. Safe and effective. Canada pays almost $2.8 million in damages caused by COVID-19 jabs. Daily Caller. Army guidance says vaccine mandate repeal does not apply to National Guard and reserves. They're just they're 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 digging into the foundation of our nation and trying their best to just tear it apart while they're doing it. Breitbart, major French food company shuts down 80 percent of production as soaring energy costs make factories uneconomical. Cofigo a group which owns several food companies in France has shut down four of its eight factories over energy costs amounting to 80% of its total production. Cofigo owns several French food brands and has announced it has shut down four of its eight French factories affecting 800 of the company's 1,200 workers due to soaring energy costs. The move was initially made on December 6th, but came into force on January 2nd and sees plants in four major areas closed and production halted. This decision aims to cope with the spectacular increase in its energy costs, gas and electricity necessary for cooking and sterilizing cooked dishes and recipes, which will be multiplied by 10 from the beginning of the year. The group warned that its energy costs were set to surge this year, with President Matteo Tomazzo saying it will go overnight from 4 million to 40 million euros. Cofigo is the first major food producer to enact such radical measures to deal with the cost of energy, but according to a magazine, other companies in the sector are also facing great difficulty adjusting to the rising prices of energy. Now, the reason why I picked that article is because when this happens globally, food production is going to halt, folks. Yep. Have your canned foods on the shelves waiting for you. Morality is declining. From the Washington Free Beacon, what the feds are teaching in diversity training. Federal government, reverse racism does not exist. In other words, only a white person can be racist. Men can get pregnant. One NASA training states that efforts to be colorblind actually limit us. Another identifies America as a melting pot and don't you want a family as microaggressions. So if you say America is a melting pot, that's a microaggression, along with asking an Asian person to help with a math or science problem. Mrs. Garrett, I need help with my math. Can you please help me? Well, you racist, Charlie. You're terrible. <laughs> She's a lot better at math than I am, okay? A third lists perfectionism. Now listen to this. This is a federal government thing that's going out. Perfectionism and data is king as examples of common leadership mistakes. We are no longer to strive for perfectionism. Value and center lived experience, the presentation says, do not demand data in order to accept a person's individual perspective or to utilize that perspective in decision making. The focus on subjective experience extends to the Army, where two separate trainings, one for commanders and another for special staff, feature a vignette about a soldier who wants to discuss his newly confirmed pregnancy, his newly confirmed pregnancy. 
Another vignette collapses the distinction between gender and biological <coughs> sex. And Matt, I can't read that. I, I'm sorry, I can't read that. So vile. Uh, the Army did not respond to a request for comment. Gateway Pundit. Controversial California law takes effect. This was on the 1st of uh, January, and the people are now producing what has come out of their laws, including punishing doctors for COVID misinformation, which if you know the story now, everything that was COVID misinformation for the past two years is now mainstream information. It's all been validated. One law would allow for doctors to face discipline for COVID misinformation. This includes information on whether vaccines are effective. Another law, which even the FDA says they're not this past week, another law would seal the criminal records of at least 225,000 Californians. A third law would allow nurse practitioners to perform first trimester abortions without doctor supervision. Loitering for the intent to engage in prostitution will also be decriminalized. This is California, folks. Gateway Pundit. California is now a sanctuary state for transgender children. Gateway Pundit. California and New York now require all private insurance plans to fully cover abortion if they offer maternity care coverage. Yes, if you offer care for a mother's child, you must offer abortion expenses as well. Breitbart, California school district pays nearly $10,000 for LGBTQ presentations. Breitbart, California school board. This is great news all of a sudden. Listen to this. Breitbart, California school board bans critical race theory right after being sworn in. One county in California has had enough, and the first thing they did was say, we are banning this nonsense. And there were people in the crowd that didn't agree with it. From Just the News, early transgender pioneer. This is a guy that goes back to the very beginning of this. Who transitioned back to male rejects today's gender ideology. I haven't found one person that actually has gender dysphoria. This is a person that would know. He was one of the first people to do this. Walt Hare said, I have found that they have generalized dysphoria. In other words, they're crazy. And all the society is doing is enabling their crazy. Yeah. Times of Israel. Rapper Zuby identifies as female to smash weightlifting record. <laughs> Breitbart. Hallmark Media bans online comments deemed homophobic. Hallmark. Breitbart, NHS allows trans males to treat women. Now, listen to this. This is England. The, N the National Health Services allows trans males to treat women who request same-sex staff. I want a female to minister to me. And they're saying, well, this person identifies as a female, so you have to allow that person to treat you. When you specifically ask to not have that happen. From the blaze, mating with shorter people is a step toward a greener planet. Yes, since smaller individuals are inherent conservationists, New York Times op-ed claims. This is the world we're living in. This is it. Some other news from around the world. From the Washington Times, Beijing spies stole bomb secrets on every U.S. warhead to build their nuclear forces. Every one of them. Beijing's rapid buildup of nuclear forces has been assisted by American nuclear and missile technology obtained by Chinese spies and through U.S. space and nuclear cooperation in the 1990s. Bill Clinton. 
according to a review of Chinese technology records and internal U.S. government documents. The Pentagon disclosed last month that China's stockpile will have at least 1,500 strategic nuclear weapons by 2035. Strategic means long distance, big area of destruction. You want that city destroyed? Done. Okay, tactical means I'm going into a war area and I'm going to blow up that area over there without harming anything over here. That's tactical. Okay, strategic is I'm just going to go out and I'm going to destroy big, big things. Okay, so 1,500 of them by 2035. That's up from 200 just a few years ago and 400 warheads today. Admiral Charles Richard, commander of the U.S. nuclear forces until December 9th, further sounded the alarm on the Chinese nuclear expansion last month when he formally notified Congress that the size of Chinese nuclear forces exceeded those of the United States for the first time in one of three unspecified areas, warheads, long-range missiles, or launchers. Breitbart. Appeals court strikes down bump stock ban in 13 to 3 decision. That is huge. They have banned something that is not a machine gun, calling it a machine gun. Bump stock is something you put on your gun and you pull the trigger and it automatically cycles for you. It doesn't matter how fast it cycles, even if it's as fast as a machine gun, it does not meet the government's definition of a machine gun. And so the ATF came in, they said, we are declaring it a machine gun. And they took away the rights of people that developed this and that have been marketing it. Okay. A court 13 to three decision said that is incorrect. A machine gun is a machine gun. And it doesn't matter what technology you use to take a normal gun. As long as it's still a normal gun, that is what it is. Great decision. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit Court handed down a 13 to 3 decision striking down the regulatory gun control that banned bump stocks. Reuters reported that the court intimated that actions on guns should be taken by Congress rather than the executive branch. Exactly. Circuit Judge Jennifer Walker Elrod wrote the majority opinion for the Fifth Circuit and also opined that the framers of the bump stock ban did not provide fair warning that possession of a non-mechanical bump stock is a crime. The DOJ summary of the ban at the time, and it stated, the DOJ is amending the regulations of the BATF to clarify that bump stock type devices, meaning bump fire stocks, slide fire devices, and devices with certain similar characteristics are machine guns, as defined by the National Firearms Act of 1934 and the Gun Control Act of 1968, because such devices allow a shooter of a semi-automatic firearm to initiate a continuous firing cycle with a single pull of the trigger. The summary says a bump stock allows the trigger of a semi-automatic firearm to reset between the firing of each round, but describes the bump stock equipped semi-automatic firearm as self-acting or self-regulating and therefore a machine gun. This is what the ATF said. WGRZ noted that the Fifth Circuit on January 6th of 2022 pointed out that the presence of a bump stock does not make a firearm meet the definition of a machine gun as the trigger continues to be pulled and reset even with a bump stock affixed to a semi-automatic firearm. Judge Elrod noted her reading. 
a plain reading of the statutory language paired with close consideration of the mechanics of a semi-automatic firearm reveals that a bump stock is excluded from the technical definition of a machine gun set forth in the Gun Control Act and National Firearms Act. Great news. If you don't like guns, that's fine. But they have taken and they have usurped the laws of the Congress of the United States of America and the courts put them back in their place. Good job. If Congress wants to pass a law banning bump stocks, they can do that. The president cannot do that. Fox, <coughs> corporate kingdom, DeSantis backed plan to take control of Disney's land announced. A plan was announced to introduce a bill into the Florida legislature that would replace Walt Disney World's special self-governing power with a state-run board. The notice was posted on the website of Osceola County, which houses part of Disney World along with Orange County. Governor Ron DeSantis is pushing the effort, according to sources in his office, and the intended legislation will mandate that members of the board will be appointed by the governor, good, according to sources in the governor's office. The corporate kingdom has come to an end, DeSantis communications director said. Under the proposed legislation, Disney will no longer control its own government, will live under the same laws as everyone else, will be responsible for their outstanding debts, and will pay their fair share of the taxes. Imposing a state control board will also ensure that Orange County cannot use this issue as a pretext to raise taxes on Orange County residents. So they're protecting Orange County. The planned legislation will also ensure that the company will pay upwards of $700 million in unsecured debt accumulated by Disney's special jurisdiction, known as the Reedy Creek Improvement District, and not Orange County taxpayers, according to the sources, which is what everybody was worried about. DeSantis is taking care of that. Last year, DeSantis signed a measure into law dissolving Walt Disney World's special governing power in the state after the company publicly opposed a new parental rights law in the state. At the bill signing ceremony, the Florida Republican said Disney lied about the parental rights in education laws contents and that he viewed the company's vow to fight it as unacceptable. The governor is doing exactly what he said he would do. DeSantis, former chief of staff, said... Disney can no longer have its own government and own taxing authority, and Disney, not the taxpayers, will have to be responsible for any financial consequences. While this will be painful for Disney, who cares? I expect businesses throughout the state will be proud of their governor for making it clear that he doesn't care who you are or how politically connected you may be. Before I go on, does anybody know what happened on CST Key this past week? <coughs> They had a straw poll over the past few months to incorporate Siesta Key. 87% of Siesta Key residents, including Charlie Garrett, voted to incorporate because we're tired of people coming in there and doing exactly what Disney has been doing. A lot of money and destroying. They, they violate their own laws in the county saying, okay, well, we're going to allow this out on the key. So we got buildings built right up to the road when there's a 20-foot setback. And they've done this all over the key. They're destroying it. Good job. Now it has to be approved, though, by the commissioners. And there's no guarantee that the straw poll means nothing to people if they want the money. But the people have spoken. And so now it will go to a vote. Who said it? How do you tell a communist? Well, it's someone who reads Marx and Lenin. And how do you tell an anti-communist? It's someone who understands Marx and Lenin. 
Who said it? Ronald Reagan. Very good. Give that man a pat on the back or a noogie on his head. Okay, I got a lesser cure for you. The CP put man in his place, which the world thought was such a disgrace. Twitter won't give them flack, so they're happily back. They're not woke, but awake, thanks to grace. Good. Okay, let's hear. I got a little bit of irony. This is way different than any irony I've ever done. Usually I give you a one-line thing and you go, oh, I get it. This has to be explained, but it is ironic. Okay, from the blaze, Florida burglars call 911 in the middle of a crime asking police for a ride to the airport, help moving their belongings. Listen to this. The Polk County Sheriff's Office. This is under Sheriff Grady. That guy takes no nonsense. Wrong people to call, folks. Okay, they received a call from an area residence on December 31st. When the call was answered, nobody spoke. Still, sheriff's deputies responded to the residence and, upon arrival, discovered one of the doors was unsecured. Deputies then entered the residence where they found the man, whom police identified as Martin, and his girlfriend, whom police identified as Liz. Police said neither person has ties to the residence. Once in custody, Liz made a shocking admission. She told police she was the unresponsive 911 caller, admitting she had called because they wanted police assistance moving items from the house and a ride to the airport. Liz is not a very smart person. And I do. I think she's not a very smart person. Okay, we're going to close right now. I would like to tell you before we close that this world is full of bad news. Every week I give you bad news. I give you news that uh, is almost mentally debilitating for you, and I can assure you it is for me. I read hundreds of articles to get a few articles to read you every Sunday. Hundreds, and many of them are so damaging to me that they hurt me in the head. My wife knows after I do my daily reading, I go and I lie down. I have to clear my head of that so I can get back and do other things. And I want you all to know that there is something way, way better than this world out there if you are willing to just pursue it, okay? That better thing is Jesus Christ. There is nothing in this world that is worth clinging on to. There's a lot of good in this world. There's a lot of beauty in this world. You want to see beauty? We posted a video on the Superior Word website yesterday. The birds that I feed every morning out on the dock. Just go and watch that and you'll be all happy and uplifted. Hundreds of birds come every day and they, I feed them and they make noise and they come and they, they know I'm coming before I even get to the dock. They're getting ready. Here's Charlie coming and I glad. Go watch that. That'll make you happy. But that's temporary. Then when you leave the house and you go out into the world, there's disaster. There's just bad news everywhere. But in Jesus Christ, there is good news. And so I would ask you to consider that. Your life is short. You don't know when it's going to end. I said to somebody at mission work yesterday, 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 Charlie Garrett was in high school. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is that quick. I'm now almost 60 years old. And yet just a day ago in my mind, I was sitting in high school. This life is over before you know it. So please don't waste your life. Call on Jesus Christ now while you can. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.